That is definitely a jam. Hello, jam fam. What's going on, everybody? This is your host, Camille, and I am here with your other host, my big sister. You already know who it is, Missy. Hey, girl. What's up? You already know who it is. It's Missy Elliott. No. <laughs> I was going to say, she said, girl, thought you, you was about to start know. rapping. <laughs> how? <laughs> how? <laughs> Yes, that's Missy Elliott, our guest co-host for the day. (laughs) Well, y'all, today we are giving y'all some jams to take into your Valentine's Day celebrations. It's all exciting. (laughs) No matter what Valentine's Day is going to look like for you this year, we've got something for everybody. We got something for the lovers, of course. We got something for the splendidly single folks out there. We got some mm-hmm. Galentine's vibes. If you're chilling with your homegirls, that's become a, quite a trendy way to celebrate. Uh-huh. And I think we got something for the hopeless romantic out there, too, that's still waiting patiently to find their person. So we got a little mm. something for everybody. We um, sure do. Yes. But before we dive into our sweet little celebration, sister, what do you have for us on Today in Music History? Today is February 8th. What happened? Okie dokie. I feel like we should have like chocolate covered strawberries while we're recording or something. We failed. We failed. That would have been delicious. I got some mm-hmm. lime juice covered tequila, if that counts for anything. Oh, that'll work. That'll do it. That'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Alrighty. Well, today in music history on February 8th, In 1986, American rapper, singer, songwriter, and drummer Anderson Pack was born. Oh, happy birthday. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I'm older than him? That's crazy. (laughs) Um, He won his first Grammy Award for Best Rap Performance with the song Bubbling in 2018. And in 2021, he formed the duo Silk Sonic with Bruno Mars, who I mm-hmm. love. I love Very Silk fire. Sonic. Yes. So fire. Yes. The duo's debut single, Leave the Door Open, won Song of the Year and Record of the Year at the 2022 Grammy Awards. Happy birthday, Anderson Pack. Hey, boo. Hey. Happy birthday. Yes. Yeah. Silk Sonic's definitely a vibe. A vibe, vibes mm-hmm. on vibes. Uh, okay, let me not. Okay, <laughs> and February eighth of twenty twenty three, American composer, songwriter, record producer, pianist, and singer Bert Bacharach, who we have mentioned on the last two episodes at least once, mm-hmm. um, died of natural causes at his home in Los Angeles, California, at the age of ninety four. Backrack songs have been recorded by more than 1,000 different artists. And as of 2014, he had written 73 U.S. and 52 U.K. top 40 hits. I mean, talk about going to the next part of your journey mm-hmm. as a legend. Like, how do yeah. you have, like, this physical life? And you did that. You know what I mean? Yes, all of that. A long life and a life well lived. That's for sure. Yes. Hmm. All right. Well, yes. that's very good. Well, thank you, sister. Yes. Well, like I said, we are talking about some Valentine-y kind of jams. We're, we're taking two different angles with our jams this week. So we're going to explain mm-hmm. them. I'll let my sister go first and then I'll tell you what I'm doing and then we'll jump right on into these jams. Sister, what's your approach to our Valentine's Day uh, jams today? Sir, so my approach to a Valentine's Day is so between us, I am single. I am a single girl and mm-hmm. I love being single, but am open to love. But at the same time, living a glorious, wonderful, joyful life. And so the jams that I picked for today celebrates the single person. All right. And I'm those here moments for it. that come along with being single, you know. <laughs> As we'll see you later. <laughs> yes, we shall see. We shall see. 
Well, as I have mentioned along the way, I am happily wed. I am a married girly. And so I'm representing. Hey, shout out to my husband. (laughs) Shout out to my husband. Um, And so I'm representing for the married couples, the lovelies. So my jams are going to all be from couples. Those that made music together, they made music and they made love. (laughs) They made relations. (laughs) So that's my angle. I'm bringing y'all jams from the lovely couples today. So that's what I'm so here for all of this. I'm here for all of it. So y'all have y'all wine, get your your chocolate covered strawberries, get your mm-hmm. roses and the flowers and whatever you need. And come and on. Your heart-shaped pizza from Domino's or whoever it is that sells oh the heart shaped pizza. Fire. Great. Now I want to get pizza. you one of those. There you go. Anytime. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're ready, girl, it's time. Your first jam. Okay. So my first jam that celebrates the single and celebrates the self-love and all that good stuff is Ladies Night by Cool and the Gang. Yes. Yes. Ladies Night is an R&B disco jam by American band Cool and the Gang. And it was the first single from their 1979 album of the same name. And this album was their 11th studio album. The jam is a play on the formerly popular promo night at bars and nightclubs known as Ladies Night. Mm-hmm. So just in case we got a few youngins in the house. So back in the day, Ladies Night at clubs and stuff would be a special night promoted by clubs and bars where women would get in at either like it would either be a discounted cover charge or their drinks would be discounted for the night. Mm-hmm. And the goal was to bring in more female guests, which would of course then lead to more male patrons for the night as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Since, you know, they know that Tuesday or Saturday night is ladies night. So they like, okay, well, you know, that's why I can make sure to go ladies. out Tuesday night. <laughs> So the ladies right. gonna be in the bed and it's ladies night so <laughs> so they gotta shoot their shot you know they're like okay all right fellas we ain't doing nothing the rest of the week except tuesday night i'm hollering <laughs> <laughs> we sleep the rest of the nights <laughs> but i think ladies night is pretty much a thing of the past sister um because interestingly i read that in many u.s state courts Mm -hmm. including the states of california maryland and wisconsin ladies night was ruled unlawful gender-based price discrimination under state and local statutes can't have nothing i swear and let us have nothing and I was going to go off on this whole tangent about how, like, oh, okay, so giving us discounts is unlawful gender-based price discrimination, but I mean, like, maybe it less, is, I though, guess. And I, <laughs> but there's, but, you know, I was just reading the statutes and they're like, you know, we should be, men and women should be on equal footing when it comes to pricing of services and goods, but I'm like, oh, but it's okay for us to be on unequal footing when it comes to pay, and I get mm. that one issue is a federal issue, and the other state issue but then pay us the same right but anyway Uh. i will continue (laughs) so ladies night became one of cool in the gang's biggest hits reaching number eight on the u.s billboard hot 100 in 1980 and it stayed at number one on the r&b charts for three weeks so so we were here for cool in the gang yes okay it also gave them their first hit in the UK in August of 1979, where it peaked at number nine on the UK singles chart. So we were here for the ladies' nights. We, Everybody we were here, was here for, the for it. Nights. I'm loving it. Okay. Ladies' night became a club and radio staple. And I feel like it's kind of a staple even to this day. Like, I feel like you still hear so. it today. Definitely. You know? And it's been covered or sampled by many artists, including English girl group Atomic Kitten, Sean Paul, CNC Music Factory, and probably most notably, it was sampled by Lil' Kim in her 1997 hit remix of Not Tonight, 
which also featured Angie Martinez, DeBrat, Lisa Left Eye Lopez, and Missy Elliott, aka me. Yeah, aka our special guest. Ladies <laughs> night. Uh, ladies night. What? That was me. <laughs> now, girl, if me and my friends though, like when this song, when uh uh not not ladies night but cool in the game, because I definitely was not born. But <laughs> when not, when tonight. not tonight by Lil Kim was out. If me and my friends did not play this out in high school, bro. Boy, that was the jam. Okay? Y'all, I swear I thought I was going to be a female rapper back in the day. When I was... <laughs> it's a few songs that had me thinking I was going to grow up and be a rapper when I was in about third grade. And this was one of them. And I'm like, Man. I'm spitting bars. I'm spitting <laughs> bars every time I heard it. Okay? <laughs> that was the jam. But and the yes. way we love Lil Kim and Missy back in the day, I'm like, well, I still yes. love Missy. Like, I always love Missy. Like, we probably need mm-hmm. a whole Missy episode, but or I better write that down. Right. <laughs> Get right. Notebook. She is literally writing it down. That's why I love my sister, I, y'all, because sis is going to keep a journal right there. Okay. <laughs> she actually wrote it down. <laughs> I have a notebook somewhere in there. She going to have a notebook <laughs> real handy, a handy dandy notebook. Right. Okay. Right. She got it. <laughs> Okay. And that's my Thank you. <laughs> I love it. I love it, sister. Thank you. My first jam, y'all, from my first couple is Solid hmm. by Ashford and Simpson. Uh-huh. Come on, Ashford and Simpson. Come on. Come on. Because you're not mentioning couples without Ashford and Simpson, okay? Absolutely not. It would be blasphemous. Mm-mm. So... Solid is a song recorded by American husband and wife songwriting duo Ashford and Simpson, released in September of 1984 as the first single from their 11th studio album, Solid. Now, it peaked at number one on the U.S. Billboard Soul Chart and number 12 on the Billboard Hot 100 Chart. Now, the song was written by the duo and follows a similar template of most of their hits for other artists, except with a slight 1980s inflection to the music. Now, in the lyrics, they celebrate the fact that through all the difficulties and problems their relationship has faced, they made their love stronger by learning how to forgive and trust each other, and their love for one another remains solid as a rock. I love it. Because, listen, that Mm. is a marriage for you. Okay, that's marriage. That is that is marriage. It's gonna be some difficulties and some problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you can remain solid as a rock, that's where it's at. You you I love it. I love it. So the song has appeared um in pop culture references more than a few times, but some pretty funny ones I found were that the song was featured in an episode of the sitcom um Arrested Development where it's ironically played at the opening ceremony of a new house, which is almost instantaneously knocked down, which oh, just sounds no. hilarious. And I've never seen this show, but like not y'all <laughs> knocking a house down, singing solid oh, as a rock when it's absolutely not solid. <laughs> if it's getting knocked down, <laughs> it's not, it's clearly not. That's it just sounds up. funny. Yeah. It sounds hilarious. I have not seen that show, but that sounds Me like neither. a funny scene. I never did watch it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Is that, let me stop lying because I'm probably finna lie. Is that a show that had Nisi Nash in it? No, probably no. not. I'm thinking I of something think else. Oh no, I'm I thinking think of like Reno, Reno 911 or something. Okay, yeah, yeah just yeah. yeah, just okay. Probably two mm-hmm. very, very different shows. Y'all know TV ain't my thing. I'm a music girl. Anyway, <laughs> uh, also, um, in 2009, Ashford and Simpson remade the song in honor of President Barack Obama, and they called it. Solid as Barack. <laughs> All right. Okay. Solid as Barack. Solid as Barack. No, no that's, that's hilarious. That, that is, is hilarious. hilarious. And I, I also love it. I mean, I do very much love it, but like, <laughs> very hilarious. <laughs> and that is my first jam from my first lovely musical couple. I mean, what a classic couple. I mean, Ashford and Simpson wrote some hits, and they Absolutely. always just seem so happy together. That's beautiful. Why was he always just swagged out? He just swagged. Swaggy. The day. He was hey. dripping. 
every just time call you him saw Ranch because he be dressing. <laughs> <laughs> I hope y'all wouldn't hear that. I think she heard me. <laughs> call him Ranch because he be dressing. Because he be dressing. Okay. <laughs> and that long hair, that long perm or press or whatever it was. Whatever boy, that was. I love it, sister. Because I love me some Ashburn and Simpson. So let's go with them for first jam out the gate. Here for yes. it. Here for it. Yes. Oh, yes, yes. on to my second one then. Yep. My second Valentine's Day somewhat jam is Single Life by Cameo. A Sing- jam. A jam. Single Life is the second track on Cameo's 11th studio album of the same name, which was released in 1985. So I, anybody who knows me knows 80s music is my favorite genre of music, period. Mm-hmm. And so at that time, I was definitely listening to music and watching videos and stuff. So I remember Single Life. Now I couldn't find much information on the single itself. Aside from the fact that it was a huge hit in the R&B space, peaking at number two on the Billboard R&B charts, and it mm-hmm. even reached number 15 on the UK singles chart. So uh, the nice. English folks, they was here for it. They were yes. here for it. So I'm like, all right, girl. The Single Life album is considered to be one of Cameo's mainstream breakthrough albums with the hit Single Life and Attack Me With Your Love. Now, Single Life is such a fun, funky song where Larry Blackman, we all know Larry Blackman, the dude that wore the red cup, he (laughs) is singing about just having a good time, wanting to enjoy women and enjoy his life. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay. And then what the other thing that I like about the song is that he makes it plain that he's not trying to play no games, right? It's it's one line in the song. I don't want anybody to get the wrong idea about me. I don't have nothing to hide. I don't have nothing to hide. I want the world to see. So, oh yeah, he's not playing no games with you. He he letting you know he loves a single life and he's single. He's not looking for nothing serious. He's you know, just like having fun. If if more people could just be honest and transparent, be honest, right, girl, <laughs> girl, just go that's ahead and podcast. say what that's it is. <laughs> Listen, a and that's your side of this podcast. Let me stay on this married side and be quiet. You so good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but he's still know though. I mean, <laughs> I mean, but that's what I like. Like he's gonna let you know that he's single. He prefers to keep it that way for the time being. So that's all he's saying. I love it now. I've always loved this song and it's kind of still one of those anthems for those that love being single and prefer that type of existence at that point in their lives, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now the video for this one is so 80s sister. Like I should give you a homework assignment of just watching like some 80s videos so you can just start <laughs> tripping. The 80s fashion, the bright clashing clothes, you know, the big... Uh-huh tousled teased up hair oh, and yeah. and larry blackman so i know you've seen cameo videos he was being his normal super extra self <laughs> posing as a bride that's about to get married and then he rips off the wedding dress and have on like his black leather pants and suit you know and stuff <laughs> that he got on I'm like, why was you in here with this wedding dress on, Larry? That is hilarious. <laughs> but he rips off the wedding dress and dances out of the church singing single life. I'm like, you know what? Vibes. Vibes. I'm I mean, here for it. You know, for real. <laughs> He's like, wait, no. I'm not supposed to be here. I'm living but, you a know, single life. I'm living a single life. <laughs> it's just a fun, like, feel-good song that represents those that are single and they're not hemming and hawing about it. That's all. Mm-hmm. Single and, and it. Single and loving it. It's beautiful. I love it. That is a jam. Well, my second jam. Y'all know I had to do it. My favorite musical couple, <laughs> Jay Z and Beyonce. Mm-hmm. I bring to you. <laughs> I bring to you my second jam. Oh, three Bonnie and Clyde. This is a song recorded by. American rapper Jay-Z and his then-girlfriend, now-wife, American singer, Miss Beyonce Knowles. Now, it was composed by Jay-Z, Kanye West, Prince, 
Tupac Shakur, Daryl Harper, Ricky Rouse, and Tyrone Rice for Jay-Z's seventh studio album, The Blueprint 2, The Gift and the Curse, released in 2002. Now, 03, Bonnie and Clyde sampled its beat from uh, Tupac's 1996 song, Me and My Girlfriend, and it paraphrased mm-hmm. its course and was, of course, inspired by the crime film, Bonnie and Clyde. Uh, now, the single reached number four on the Billboard Hot 100, becoming Jay-Z's second top 10 single and Beyonce's first as a solo artist. Now, 03 Body and Clyde was certified gold by the Recording Industry uh, Association of America, the RIAA, and it was certified platinum by the Australian Recording Industry Association. Um, the songs, though, spawned a feud with American recording artist Tony Braxton. You know anything about this? No. Okay. So please share. Tony, I shall. Tony had also sampled me and my girlfriend and her 2002 song, Me and My Boyfriend. Now, in a call to New York radio station hosted by Wendy Williams, which already lets you know this is about to be oh, messy. Okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, in this call to Wendy's radio station, Tony stated that Jay Z and Beyonce are messing with my money. They're trying to steal my mojo, she said. <laughs> now, Tony Braxton mm. said her song was <laughs> Tony Braxton said her song was recorded over the summer of 2002, and she alleged that Jay Z only decided to do O3 Bonnie and Clyde after she played her version of the song for Def Jam Recordings. Hmm. Mm. Now, mm. Kanye. Uh, responded to Tony's claim in an interview for MTV News. He said, I had no idea about Tony Braxton's song. She can't act like ain't nobody ever heard me and my girlfriend before. Right. People hear the song because, all the time. Right. <laughs> like, wait a minute. <laughs> me and my girlfriend. That's one of Tupac's most popular songs. I mean. Like, what in the world? He's like, people hear the song all the time. I can understand her complaint if it was an original song. And I... Camille, I'm like, yeah, because what? Right, like, it's just because it's a sample. I don't. Okay, I don't understand. So, <laughs> so speaking, um, speaking for MTV News, Jay Z also responded to Tony Braxton's claims, and he said, "I wouldn't want to take it from her. I don't even think like that. My first thought would be maybe I could call her up. Maybe I could get on that record." So Jay-Z also brought up the same point that Kanye did. And he's like, it's not like it was an original idea to begin with. And this is just what I'm saying. Like, how right. you mad, sis, when y'all both like, taken from somebody else's stuff to start off with? Like, huh? Now, now if they Maybe sample possessive. seven whole days, then you got something. But now you got something, okay? Now but, you got um, something. But like, no. I think y'all all just mm-hmm. sampling a song. Like, okay. Well, anyway. That is bad. Tupac for her, but okay. Right. But okay. But yeah. Um, 03 Bonnie and Clyde, definitely a jam. That was like the first song that Jay-Z and Beyonce did together, I think. And it was the, the first one that made people say, hmm, are they a thing? Are they an item? Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh, yes. And the hoopla <laughs> and the uproar. It's like, oh. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so, here we are yeah. all this time later and they are still an item. Mm-hmm. All these millions of years later, I'm just like, I mean, right. not millions. I mean, it's a long time. It's been a long time. Mm-hmm. What was that, 21? They got 21? cheering and all kind of stuff. And all you kind know, of kids. History, all kind of stuff. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, y'all. Hey. I love it. Yes, I love it. yes, yes. Thank you. Your third jam? My third jam for the singles is you can't hurry love by the Supremes. Mm-hmm. You can't hurry love is a 1966 song by American R&B girl group The Supremes with Diana Ross, who we love, and we also love her daughter Tracy Ellis. Absolutely, hey girls! I just think about Diana Ross. <laughs> I mean, we like, we love, I mean, we love all the other Rouses and the other members yes. of the Supremes, but it's like, it's the Rouses first. Absolutely. Okay, anyway. And it was the Supremes' second single from their 1966 album, The Supremes A Go-Go. Mm-hmm. It was written and produced by Motown production team, Holland, Dozier, and Holland. The song topped the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 
and it made the top five in the UK and the top 10 in Australia. I mean, so come through with topping yes. in these foreign countries in 1966. I'm like, right, y'all right. better come through. It found success again 16 years later when Phil Collins, who was another favorite musician of mine, like I love Phil Collins. I don't know if you know that, sister. I know you know that I like some of his songs, but like I actually love Phil Collins. Like, oh, okay. I'm no. a fan I of like. I know you're so passionate of- about it. Oh, I do. I like a lot of Phil Collins songs. So we'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. So he covered the song and shot it up again to the cho- to the top of the charts. Billboard named the song number 19 on their list of 100 greatest girl group songs of all time. Nice. Now, this song is kind of the other side of the coin from my single life jam, you know, so I'm going to say why. Mm -hmm. In this beautiful song, we find a woman who is singing about yearning for a love to call her own so that she can live again and have strength again. This is the absolute opposite to (laughs) loving the single life and living your best life on your own and enjoying your own company and the company of others. So Mm -hmm. we just see that kind of flip flop, that flippity flop. Yes. But when she feels like she's about to reach her breaking point, she kind of draws on and gets, you know, comfort from the advice of her mother in that you can't rush love just running out there trying to find somebody just for the sake of having somebody Mm -hmm. you have to wait a love worth having is work and it doesn't happen quickly now something that i did not know about this jam the song takes inspiration from a gospel song that's called you can't hurry god he's right on time oh it's a 1950 right it's a 1950s gospel song written by Dorothy Love Coates of the original gospel Harmonettes. That was the name of their group. Mm-hmm. In the gospel song, they sing, you can't hurry God. You just have to wait, trust and give him time, no matter how long it takes. And oh, I'm like, okay. that's pretty much verbatim. A few of the lines in the Supreme song. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Like, did, they, <laughs> did they give you all y'all credit? Y'all that is the question. Talking <laughs> about takes inspiration. You mean you mean took some lines? Took some lines. <laughs> that what happened there. Inspiration. That's he a little bit lines. more than inspiration. <laughs> oh man! But I thought that was interesting, and I guess that was kind of common around that time, like in the sixties. Like a lot of people like wrote from like gospel songs. Like they went to gospel hmm. songs to look to their inspiration for writing their secular music i guess interesting mm-hmm. very interesting well it's still a jam i hope right. they did I mean, give the gospel one. ladies they credit <laughs> right right i mean come on now hey well very cool my third yeah. jam y'all i'm gonna get right into it is Let's go. i got you babe <laughs> i got you babe <laughs> hey this is a song performed by American pop and entertainment duo, the legendary and iconic Sonny and Cher. Why is Cher still fine to this day? Still, to this day. To this day. Still. Mm-hmm. Yes. Love her. Now this this was the first single taken from their debut studio album, Look at Us, in 1965. On August the 60th, the single spent three weeks at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 in the United States, where it sold more than one million copies and was certified gold. It also reached number one in the United Kingdom and Canada. Pretty cool. Now, this is weird, y'all. In 1993, Cher re-recorded the song as a duet with American animated characters Beavis and Butthead. Wait, there's more. She recorded it with Beavis and Butthead, and this peaked at number 35 in the UK and became a top 10 hit in the Netherlands. Let Let me me find find out. out. 
Let me find out Beavis and Butthead got some hits out here. Hold on a second. Hold on. Which, by the way, Beavis and Butthead, I feel like I just, I don't know if you look at Pluto TV. But there uh, is. I do. Okay. There's a station on Pluto TV, I think it is, that shows like old school cartoons. Mm-hmm. And they definitely had like Daria and then Beavis and Butthead back to back. I definitely would like to watch some Beavis and Butthead. Haven't seen them in a very long time. Yeah. Um, did not had, know they was out here topping charts. I, I had no idea. They even had a song. Come on. And they got and a school song. Sister. I'm letting you know. Come on, Beavis and Butthead. So <laughs> I said, what? Okay. So Sonny, a songwriter and record producer, uh, for Phil Spector, wrote the lyrics and composed the music of the song for himself and his then wife Cher late at night in their basement. Now, when Cher was woken up to sing the lyrics, she actually hated the song, not thinking it would be a hit, and immediately went back to bed. Now, I, I'm like, again, didn't I say this last week? Like, these people be thinking it's not going to be a hit when it really is. Oh, she they always She was like, oh, um, good night. Good night. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Good night. I Got You, Babe, became the duo's biggest single, their signature song, and a defining recording of the early hippie countercultural movement. Now, Billboard said of the song, using the successful combination of folk and rock, this one has the performance and production of a smash. Mm-hmm. Now, in 2011, the song was named as one of the greatest duets of all time by both Billboard and Rolling Stone magazines. But in a poll that Rolling Stone readers uh, took in the same year, the readers ranked I Got You, Babe, the eighth worst song of the 1960s. (laughs) That's bad. That is not good. I'm like, the readers don't seem like they knew what they were talking about right how I mean, the magazine say it's uh one of the greatest duets of all time and the, but the readers of the magazine say uh no it ain't it's not so good like just get get on some way y'all don't know i mean people in 2011 didn't know what the great songs of the they didn't know was. okay they didn't know. well anyway so Sonny and Cher last performed the song together during an impromptu reunion on NBC's Late Night with David Letterman on November 13th, 1987. Nearly 15 years later, Cher performed the song with R.E.M. on Valentine's Day, February 14th, 2002, at the Kodak Theater in Los Angeles. It was her first performance of the song without Sonny. Oh, Aww. I love that. I know. I do. I love it. Um, Beautiful. A classic. I do if you also enjoy REM. I do like REM as well. But that is so cool. <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know they performed that together. Mm-hmm. Sure did. So that, my friends, is my third jam. Love it, sister. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. On to my fourth in this love fest that we are having. <laughs> my fourth jam is Dangerous Woman by ariana grande okay when i tell you this is my song okay this is my song let me get into somewhat current artist (laughs) i know right look at that look at trying to be somewhat with the times okay somewhat i don't know when the song came out but (laughs) somewhat current well i'm gonna let you know i'm gonna let you know all right so Dangerous Woman is the lead single from Ariana Grande's third studio album of the same name, and it was released in March of 2016. So, hey, All right. pretty what was that? Only eight years ago, yeah, oh, a, a mere eight years, pretty a good. Mere eight years ago, <laughs> okay, look at us being current, kind of. <laughs> So Dangerous Woman is like a pop R&B song, like that's the vibes that it's giving. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was written and produced by Johan Carlson, Ross Golan, I think that's it, right? Golan, and Max Martin. Now, when Dangerous Woman debuted at number 10 on the U.S. Billboard High 100, it eventually went on to peak at number eight. Ariana became the first artist to reach the top 10 of the chart in the opening charting week with every lead single of her three studio albums. I feel like that's Mm -hmm. kind of very confusing. So basically 
she just became the first person to chart in her opening week of a debut album with the lead single cool so i'm like cool okay ariana okay girl yes it it was nominated for best pop solo performance at the 59th annual grammy awards and the single went on to become certified platinum four times over in the u.s come on girl now okay i mean like four times platinum let's go ariana now this song is so fire and it is also sexy Mm -hmm. it was also well received by critics actually with carolyn menez of the music times noting that a sultry distorted guitar line and grande's passionate soaring vocals adds a sense of texture and snazziness aka razzle dazzle that makes (laughs) that makes dangerous woman feel as powerful as the title and i was like you know what what's her name carolyn you know what carolyn (laughs) you were 1000 percent spot on because if i had to describe the song in one word it definitely would be sultry Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's the music right it is the music you know how certain music even if you hear the instrumental it sounds like you should be stripping somewhere yes and this song you gives know. that for sure <laughs> it gives that like it gives it's tasteful but it gives stripper like you or if you're married like my sister you're dancing for your man on valentine's day on valentine's day on valentine's day <laughs> you're giving him a little lap dance to this sexy sultry song maybe so uh, <laughs> <laughs> now the tempo of the music is mid-tempo and uh, with it being that and then along with that guitar and her vocals mm-hmm. it makes the song just sound so sultry and it makes you feel empowered too so she's basically singing about the way she feels about this man this man that she's singing about brings out her insatiable side oh spicy like yes yes <laughs> like i met i have met men before that ignite that certain part of me too or make me feel Mm -hmm. like i want to attack them i don't feel nothing (laughs) else and that's what she's singing about here right like Mm -hmm. even in the line something about you makes me feel like a dangerous woman something about you makes me want to do things that i shouldn't Mm -hmm. it's a feeling to me this is me this this is not a it's not a line from a song this is me (laughs) It's a feeling that you don't experience with many. Like you'll meet mm-hmm. a lot of men that you find attractive, you know, or women, if if we got male listeners, women, you know, <laughs> that you find attractive, but not mm-hmm. a lot of them make you like, okay, I'm going to destroy them in a good way. Like I'm going to mm-hmm. take them somewhere. That's what she's <laughs> singing about. It's an unusual connection. And I love that she made a song about this because it's rare. I feel like it's rare that you see a woman. That's true. You know what I mean? It's it's almost like it's considered taboo that we feel this way. Like only men are allowed to feel that way or something. And Ariana was like, no, no, no. I'm here Mm -hmm. for it. I love it. Yeah. You know, this song seems like it could have also been a good song for Christina Aguilera. It gives me Christina Aguilera vibes. Yes. She would have killed this. Yeah. Yes. She would have killed that. I mean, I, lo- I love it as it is. Don't get me wrong. We love you, Ariana Grande. But I just, when mm-hmm. I heard it, I was like, oh, this is also giving Christina Aguilera. And I think it's the the powerful voice thing that Ariana's got going on. Right. The which song. they both have. Like, yeah. Which they mm-hmm. definitely both have. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I could see Christina doing this and just annihilating it. That is very good. Yes. Very good point. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I love it. Come on, Jam. Come on. Here for it. (laughs) All right. Well, my fourth Jam is a song called Far Away. Now, this is a song co-written and performed by American neo-soul group Kindred, the Family Soul, also referred to as simply Kindred. Now, they are an American, again, neo-soul duo consisting of married couple. I hope I'm going to say names up too bad, y'all. This married couple, Fatine Dantzler. And Asia mm-hmm. Grayton. 
gonna assume that yep. I said those right. Blessed Lord, if I didn't. We love y'all. We love y'all. <laughs> now, Kindred emerged from the Philadelphia neo-soul movement that also includes Jill Scott. Come on, Jilly from Philly. Mm-hmm. Um, and she introduced them to her then label president, St- Steve McKeever, of Hidden Beach Recordings while the couple was performing at the Black Lily Showcase in Philly weekly back in 2000. Now, Kendrick would go on to sign their first recording contract with that label. Very nice. Come on, Jilly, putting your people on. Mm-hmm. I know, it. right? That like her, though. That sounds like her. It does. It does. Hmm. Now, after two years of work on the album, Hidden Beach issued uh, Kendrick's debut album, Surrender to Love, in February of 2003, which included this jam, Far Away, as the only official single from the album. Now, mm-hmm. the song peaked at number 53 on the Billboard R&B chart in 2003, which is, you know, mm, modest charting. Mm-hmm. I feel like this song wasn't super popular, um, but it was definitely right. a jam. This is definitely mom's jam, I tell you that. <laughs> it charted yes. number one on mom's chart. <laughs> oh my, it was platinum in our house, as they like to say on the social. It, this was platinum in our house. <laughs> it definitely did. Definitely was a jam. And I love it. They're just talking about, you know, getting away from basically the hustle and bustle. Want to pack a bag and jump in the taxi cab, get away fast, just far away from here. And I like they that have a thought. lot of children. They have like a million children. And so. Bad sister. They might not be talking know, about getting away from the kids. <laughs> there they do. Yeah, they was. I feel like there was a line in there somewhere. Let, you know, they Maybe. just want to go to a place where lovers go. They want to just be yes. lovers for a minute. Do the you know what I'm saying? Hey, they lovers do. do the things oh, that lovers do. Hey. hey. Yeah, no stress. That probably do mean going away from them kids. <laughs> I mean, from the kids, because when you have all these multiples of kids, you just be, you can't you get to you for a minute. Mm. You know? And I know you remember yeah. how much your nephew loved this song and how you were singing this to him when he was a baby. I do remember he was my, I, my I nephew was had good music taste when he was crying. first born. I mean, when <laughs> when he came out here, <laughs> he came in the world with when good music taste. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> he be crying and you start singing this for him while I'm making a bottle, and he'd just be captivated. Yes, well, I should have made him cry more because you know I ain't got the best voice out here, y'all. But you know, that's my nephew. Him my love baby. me. <laughs> he loved his auntie okay leave my baby alone it didn't matter <laughs> yeah Kendrick was nominated for um a soul train music award for best r&b and soul album uh and group band or duo for uh for surrender to love in 2004 i mean where are they at i mean i don't know i want to know I wish they'd make more I jams know. i know so we're doing things that lovers do probably <laughs> Well, they the kids is probably grown now, so they just enjoying. Yeah, they so they like other. chilling, and I'm happy for them. They chilling now. Mm-hmm. Yes, me too. Me too. Yes. Well, that's my fourth jam. Come on, Kendrick. All mm-hmm. right. On to my last jam, my fifth and final jam is "Don't Ya" by the Pussycat Dolls, featuring Busta Rhymes. Hey. Yeah. I was about to start singing, but let me get to the jam. Don't ya <laughs> is the debut lead single from the Pussycat Dolls, taken from their 2005 debut album PCD under AM Records. Now, this flirty, super fun jam was written by Anthony L. Ray, aka Sir Mix a Lot, Thomas <laughs> DiCarlo Calloway Burton, aka CeeLo Green. And Trevor George Smith Jr., a.k.a. Busta Rhymes. I really want and... us to get these real names out of here. <laughs> y'all, you listeners, y'all know real names stress me out on this show for some reason. I'm just like, who? Why does CeeLo get so many names? Thomas DiCarlo Callaway Burton. CeeLo, legally change your name to CeeLo because you're doing too much. It's too many words. Too many words. Y'all, I'm stressing my sister out with the real names. We're going to give stressed. y'all these government names. <laughs> we got to know who these people are. Okay, go <laughs> ahead. I'm sorry. I don't know why that stresses me out so bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
with production handled by CeeLo. So CeeLo did all the production. That's so hilarious. Right. Anyway. Um, now, the song was originally recorded and published in 2004 by Tori Alamaze, who was a former backup singer for the hip-hop duo Outkast. Hmm. And it was released as her debut single. But after minor success and dissatisfaction with her record label, Universal Records, Alamaze gave up her rights to the song. Doncha was then initially offered to both Sugar Babes, which I think is like an English girl group, mm-hmm. and it was offered to Paris Hilton, but both of them declined. So Paris it was Hilton. then given to... Yeah, Paris Hilton. I'm like, girl, no, no. What did, did I, Paris did I Hilton do? Does she have a music career no, I, that I forgot about? I don't even know. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know nothing okay. about it. All but right. either way, I'm like, what was Paris Hilton going to do with this song? But anyway, I mean, she cool or whatever, but I'm like, mm-mm. It was then given to Pussycat Dolls. And at first, CeeLo Green was kind of hesitant as he wasn't really familiar with the Pussycat Dolls. But when he found out that Interscope Records had something to do, like they were involved with this deal, he was on board and he really wanted to create that alliance with this like major record label. So he was like, all right, mm-hmm. cool. So good thing he agreed because Doncha received mainly positive reviews from critics for its flirty disposition and its somewhat taunting lyrics to an unfortunate man that wishes he had her instead of his current girlfriend. <laughs> yes, it is taunting. Don't you? It don't is, you. and it's so funny. <laughs> it's like, hey, don't you wish your girlfriend was hot like me? Hey, don't hey. you wish he was a freak like me too? Don't, don't you? <laughs> yes. Don't you, baby? Don't, don't you, baby? <laughs> and he like, dang, yeah, I, you right. Yes. Yeah, I do wish it. Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> Correct, correct. You're right. Correct. Oh my goodness. So it I mean, you know, it's fun. It's funny. And it's like it's cute. It's sexy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the song was a commercial success, peaking at number two on the US Billboard High One Hundred, which is a super success to me. Mm-hmm. And it peaked at number one on the dance club songs and on the pop one hundred charts. So come on, Pussycat Dolls. Yes. And in September 2011, Billboard ranked Don't Ya as the third best song of the summer of 2005. Here Come for it. And this is a jam. And that this is, is a perfect a song to go out to, to get ready to when you're going out with your girls. Don't yes. you wish your girl was wrong like me? Hey. Hey. Yay. Yes. A jam. Come on, Galentine's Day yes. jam. Come on, Valentine's Day jam it. with your girls. And that's yes. my final jam. All right. Well, on to my last one, y'all. I've got Love Will Keep Us to Love Will Keep Us Together. <laughs> I've got this jam. A song written by Neil Sadaka and Howard Greenfield. It was first recorded by Sadaka in 1973, and I hope I'm saying that right, but y'all just forgive me. Mm-hmm. Then a brother-sister duo, Mac and Katie uh, Kassoon, recorded mm-hmm. their version, also in 1973. And here we go with that again. Remember remember that one episode I had like 79 songs recorded in the same year, the same song? <laughs> I was like, and they did it again in 1965. Like, stop yeah, doing that. But anyway. Yeah. 1979. Yeah. <laughs> so that's right. two versions, both in 73. But then we've got the husband and wife team, Daryl Dragon and Tony Tennille, known as American pop duo Captain and Tennille. They covered it in 1975, which is the version I'm talking about today. Now, with instrumental backing almost entirely by Captain, with the exception of drums played by played by Hal Blaine, Captain and Tennille's version became a worldwide hit. Love Will Keep Us Together was the title cut and lead single of Captain and Tennille's debut album, although Captain originally hoped that honor would go to the duo's rendition of I Write the Songs. Mm, oh, well. Mm. Y'all made it this one instead. Um, Now, the single rose to number one on both the Billboard Easy Listening chart, 
which I think that's the first time we mentioned that chart. Easy listening chart. That sounds like it is the first time. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't heard about that. Sound like it might have some jams. I need to hear on it though. If they still right. do I'm that like, chart, look at that chart. Right. <laughs> I need that. Um, and <laughs> I need some easy listening. Come on, I need that. Okay. <laughs> But it also rose to number one on the Billboard pop chart, staying atop that one for four weeks starting June 21st in 1975. It also hit the top of the 1975 year end chart. So it did pretty good. Now, Mm -hmm. in the U.S., it was the best-selling single of 1975. I find that surprising, kind of. But okay. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. But yeah, best-selling single of 1975. <laughs> um. So, "Love Will Keep Us Together" was certified gold by the RIAA, and it also won the Grammy Award for Record of the Year on February 28th of 1976. So, really? Yeah. Okay. Pretty classic cut. Pretty that classic. Is a jam. Love will keep us together. Yeah. <laughs> and they're kind of like talking about <laughs> I don't know, she's talking about like when the girls come around and try to start saying something to you you better think of me and love will keep us together and I'm like well, I know that's why you better remember the... you better freaking you... remember here's how you remember to not act a fool out here okay well, yeah. think here's of how me you remember love... that you're in a relationship sir <laughs> <laughs> it bees like that bees right. like that sometimes okay Think of me and love will keep us together. Think of me. Uh, (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. (laughs) Well, y'all, that is my fifth and final jam. So it looks like that is going to be it for our Valentine's Day party. (laughs) Yeah. So we hope we brought at least one jam that resonates with you today. I know it's. Like I said earlier, Valentine's Day can have you feeling many different things. But hopefully you found a jam in here that you can play. But if not, just remember Valentine's Day is a made up Hallmark holiday anyway. And it doesn't really matter. Love yourself. Love yourself all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. Does my sister have anything else? I don't think I have anything else today, sister. That's it for me. Sounds great. Well, we will see y'all next week. Bye. Bye, y'all. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of My Sister's Sham Podcast. Please remember to rate and review the show. Follow us on social media at My Sister's Jam on Facebook and Instagram. And if you have questions or feedback, you can always email us at mysistersjam at gmail.com. And shout out to Matt Monroe Music for our original intro music. Thanks. See you next week. Bye.